You're listening to the Midlife Mastery Podcast. My name is Peter Fritz, and this show is all about mastering your money, your time, and the best time of your life, your midlife, of course. Welcome back to the Midlife Mastery Podcast. This is episode number 33, my lucky number, and you'll find the corresponding blog post, which is a real good one this time, over at midlifetribe.com slash 33, and I'm about to tell you why this one is especially worth reading. From my very first post back in February 2016, my goal has been to inspire midlifers to retake control of their lives and to recognize that midlife isn't just the best phase in life, it really is the best time in history to reinvent yourself. Over the last two years, I've experienced my own transformation, and I've been writing about that every week. Um, And through that process, I discovered some amazing people, a classic case of when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. And thanks to people like the one I'm about to mention, I dug myself out and went on to build something that I'm really proud of today. So it dawned on me a couple of months ago that most of my mentors are over 40, which is convenient since this is really who I write for. And a few of them are way past that, actually. In fact, two of my most trusted mentors are 79 and 81. I decided that I wanted to start sharing these wonderful people with you. And I wanted you to be able to learn from them so that you could experience some of the breakthroughs that I've had. So the idea was simple. Create a series of questions that relate to the midlife journey and some of its common challenges and then reach out to my mentors and see if they'll answer them. Well, the response surprised me, and I'm thrilled to be able to kick off this series of Q&A sessions with my favourite mentors. I'm calling it Midlife Mentors, and I hope you enjoy it. Now, understand that this is a blog post primarily first, and a podcast episode second, so uh, the people that I've reached out to, I'm not interviewing on the show, but Rather, what I've done is I've constructed 15 questions and I've sent the same questions to all of my mentors and have allowed them to choose which ones they want to respond to. And of course, how they respond is entirely up to them. So for the purpose of this podcast episode, I'm actually going to be reading to you from the corresponding blog post, which as I mentioned, is at midlifetribe.com slash 33. So to kick off the series, we have the CEO of online training business, Fizzle, Corbett Barr. Now, Corbett is a man that I respect and admire as much for his piercing intellect as his pragmatic wisdom. He was actually one of the very first people I discovered almost three years ago when I scrambled out of that abyss, otherwise known as my midlife crisis. I was immediately drawn to his authenticity and his down-to-earth demeanor. He was a man who'd succeeded on his own terms, and he'd done it without compromising his integrity. And I've got to tell you, in today's land grab of internet marketing, that is refreshing, and Corbett is revered by followers and peers alike. With a history punctuated by venture-backed startups, Fortune 500 consulting, and bootstrapped blogs, he's no lightweight either. He's seen it all and has probably forgotten more than I'm going to learn in the next 10 years. Over the last two years, I've read, listened to, and acted upon his advice, and I have to tell you it's worked miracles. The incredible fizzle environment that he co-founded with Chase Reeves gave me the structure and the sequencing that I needed to reinvent myself and pursue something that I actually cared about. His podcast, called The Fizzle Show, brings all three members of the team together. So that's Corbett, Chase, and Steph Crowder. And it really is a brilliant podcast. I've been listening to it, um, yeah, since the beginning. I had to think about that for a sec, but I've been listening to it since the very beginning. And it manages to combine very well thought out, tactical, and strategic ideas with a lot of fun. You can tell the guys are having a lot of fun on the show, and um, I often listen to it when I'm driving the car. And what The Fizzle Show does really is in between the daily grind of working towards 
whatever it is that we're aiming to achieve. It helps us freedom-craving workaholics to build our thing. Corbett showed me the power of creating something that matters and doing it in a way that doesn't stifle other parts of my life, but rather enhances it. And he walks the talk too. He spends a few months of every year away from his home in Portland, Oregon, to be beachside in Mexico, sipping cocktails and running things remotely. But let's get on to the questions. Now, the way I'm going to do this, as with all future episodes, at least for the foreseeable future, is I'll be reading out the question, and then I will provide the... um, the participant's answer. I'll, in this case, be giving Corbett's answer. Now, in the future, we may do this as um, as live podcasts or as interview-style podcasts where I actually interview the mentor. Um, so there's a chance that that will happen in the future. But for now, I'm sending the questions to each of the midlife mentors in writing, and they're responding in the same way. So anyway, on to the first question. Do you consider yourself middle-aged, and how do you feel about this moniker? At 41, I'm starting to feel that way, Yes. Up until very recently, I identified as a young person, but now I find myself thinking a lot about the future and how to make sure I'm investing in my mind, my body, finances, and relationships for the coming decades. Is there something you'd love to do when you were young that you've since rediscovered and embraced in later years? Writing was something I definitely rediscovered as I got older. I hadn't really written for an audience since running my high school newspaper. It wasn't until I started a blog that I remembered how much I enjoyed connecting with people through words. Do you believe that middle age, say 40 to 65, is different today than it was for your parents? And if so, how? I still remember my dad's 40th birthday, clear as day. For him, it didn't mark the beginning of middle age as much as the beginning of old age. He went on to develop diabetes and heart disease. He was also laid off from his job and couldn't adapt to finding any good opportunities in his 50s. My mother's health and job situation were better, but both of them seemed to spend middle age just surviving. Sadly, I think this is still true for many people in middle age, but it doesn't have to be. Some people thrive with excellent health and a joyful relationship to the work they do. Middle age seems to be the most important time in life as it marks a fork in the road that all of us need to consider very carefully. Will you let life just happen to you, eventually limping into retirement, or will you invest in yourself and your vitality by setting ambitious goals and developing positive habits? What was the most challenging aspect of approaching middle age? What fears or concerns did you have? I worry about becoming irrelevant in some ways, especially in my 50s and 60s. My drive now is to make sure I stay mentally and physically young, even if I'm not chronologically. What's a tactic that you've used to gain more control over your life? It might be, say, a daily practice, a way of making decisions, uh, an approach to viewing people's behavior, or something else. Adopting and improving what I call my personal operating system has been a game changer for me. By this I mean the schedule and set of rules I operate by on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. My operating system defines how I set goals, how frequently I review them, how I prioritize tasks, and how I get work done. It keeps me on track and makes sure my true priorities are being reflected in where I spend time each day. What's a limiting belief that you've abandoned or reframed in the last 12 months? I've realised that we all carry around hidden assumptions about who we are and what we're capable of. Whenever I catch myself thinking, I'm not a such and such person, or I'm not really good at X, now I stop and ask why. Why do I believe this about myself? Is it rooted in long-term reality, or am I judging myself as the result of some brief experience? 
What is your dominant cause of anxiety or frustration and how do you deal with it? Being an entrepreneur, I definitely worry about how I will continue to stay relevant and earn a living as I age. I'm certain I'll be able to earn a comfortable living, but knowing how quickly things change, especially in the online world, sometimes makes me nervous about the future. Did you suffer a midlife crisis and how did it show up for you and what helped you to overcome it? I think my midlife crisis happened early at 32. The startup I had poured three years of blood, sweat, tears and money into had collapsed and left me badly burned out. I knew I wasn't in the right mental state to jump into building another company, so I convinced my wife to take a sabbatical with me instead. We travelled Mexico for eight months, and on that trip, I discovered my future. What book would you recommend to a person over 40 who wants to reinvent their life, and why? I'm always a fan of The Alchemist. There's nothing more important than recognising your true self and your personal legend. In middle age, most people are too buried under life to admit they have unfinished business pursuing what really matters to them. Many midlifers who write to me say that they feel lost, unfulfilled and shackled by circumstance, much of it their own making, granted. So what advice would you offer them? Remember when you used to have dreams and desires and high hopes for yourself? You'll never be younger than you are right now. Don't wait until the door closes on your opportunity to live the life you once believed was your destiny. And that's the end of Corbett's answers. When I sent the questions to Corbett, I knew he wouldn't disappoint. His answers reinforce why he's been such a change agent during my own transformation. Key to that process was figuring out what really mattered to me and pursuing work that would get me out of bed each day. I swear, if I hadn't found Corbett, I reckon I'd still be surfing the net every evening, clutching at thousands of bytes of disparate data, hoping to find the secret. But what he's done, together with Chase and Steph, is he brought, he's brought structure, order and community support to the pursuit of that thing that lights us up. And it's different for each of us. I found my thing over two years ago, thanks to these guys, and now I have a community of followers and clients that I'm proud to serve through Midlife Tribe. I'm still getting value from my Fizzle membership too, so I reckon I'll be sticking around for at least a few more years. The nine-stage roadmap, the founder stories, and the growing body of video training courses really make it almost impossible to leave. It's so good. But anyway, that wraps up today's episode. If you'd like to learn more about Corbett and his team and the community of entrepreneurs who are just itching to cheer you on, then I genuinely recommend that you head on over to fizzle.co. Um, <clears throat> like I said, I've spent, well, I haven't said it in this podcast, but I've said it at other times that I've spent probably, <clears throat> nah, um, I've spent probably, well, 22 years now on the internet and I've always had side hustles. I've always had things sort of on the side, whether it's freelancing or it's uh, small business, whatever. But... <clears throat> I would never recommend something that I haven't used myself and that I wouldn't advise a close family member or a best friend to try. And that's exactly how I feel about Fizzle. What Corbett and uh, Chase have built over there and what Steph is now also contributing to is really, I think, unlike anything else out there on the internet. In terms of the quality of the information that they provide, the structure and the sequencing and the uh, the stories from successful business founders and, of course, the community that they built there of other members who are genuinely encouraging of others to succeed. Um, I don't think there's anything else out there like it. So 
I would genuinely recommend that if you are wanting to do something different to what you're doing now, it doesn't matter matter whether it's on a grand scale or whether it's something small, some niggly feeling that you've always had that there's just something else that you would rather be doing, even if it's on the side. If you'd like to try out Fizzle for a month for free, just go to midlifetribe.com slash fizzle. I'd be very surprised if you don't stick around. Anyway, in future posts, we're going to hear from people like Chris Gillibo, Seth Godin, Laura Belgray, and of course, my longtime personal mentor, Ken Fife, plus many others. I really hope you tune in for future episodes. At this stage, I think I'm going to run them every two weeks and have a normal, if you can call it that, podcast episode in between. And once again, the corresponding blog post for this podcast episode is over at midlifetribe.com slash 33. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, here's to mastering your midlife. Bye-bye.